isn't too long. Like the guy in front of you didn't order like 57 separate meals, right? Or that as a child, you hope that you will get the presents that you wanted for Christmas. So, however, as much as those are superficial hopes or desires, there are far more crucial or important things in our life. Oftentimes, our hopes or desires um, are important to our very well-being. The world is hard, right? It's tough. It's divided. There's tension. You can cut it with a knife. There's a lot of division right now. But God the Father sent his son, Jesus, to be and to bring light to the world that we might find our hope in him. And so throughout this series, we're going to be referring to Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, which says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Thank God. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. A child is born. A son is given to us. And he's not just any child. He's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And he's going to rule with justice and righteousness, and his reign will last forever. No term limits for him. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus as our wonderful counselor and how he brings hope to the world and to each and every one of us. Let's pray one more time. God, thank you again for this opportunity to speak your word today. Lord, I pray that um, you would just open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive whatever it is that you want us to have in our lives. God, I pray that you would um, help me to speak your truth. And um, I just ask that each and every one of us Whatever we're feeling today, whatever weight is on our shoulders, God, that we would be able to just lay that down and that you would be able to do amazing and wonderful things in each and every one of us. God, I pray that uh, for those that are holding on to hope, those that maybe right now in their lives, um, they've got some things that need to change and they're hoping that you will intervene. God, I pray that today they would find their hope in you. God, we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, without raising your hands, I want you to think on these words and whether or not you've ever felt any of these feelings or emotions. Depression. Loneliness. Pain. Grief. Exhaustion, 
abuse, addiction, oppression, helplessness, anxiety, sadness, or hopelessness. I'm pretty confident that everybody in this room has experienced at least one of those things at some point in your life. And maybe some of you today are sitting here and you're experiencing one or more of those things right now. Maybe you found yourself hoping that things will get better or that you'll get the job that you really love or that your child will come back to Christ or that your marriage will be reconciled. Maybe you're hoping for a promotion or that you'll hear from God as he's been silent for far too long in your life. Maybe you're hoping for fear to be gone from your life because it's been there for a long time. Now, these are all dark and heavy things, right? It's like, come on, man, you're bringing me down. But these are all things that we deal with, right? They're not happy, light, or easy. These are struggles of life that are hard, and they're dark. But what makes darkness go away? Light. Light makes darkness go away. The candle that we lit today, the candle of hope, is about dispelling the darkness in the world. It's about waiting on not just a baby to be born in a manger in Bethlehem. It's about a king, a savior, a warrior, a wonderful counselor. It's about anticipating with belief that you can overcome the darkness in life through the counsel of a savior, Jesus. Let's look at Luke 1, 26 through 33 this morning. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he'll be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. That's pretty big news. Could you imagine being Mary and sitting there and all of a sudden this heavenly host shows up and begins speaking to you what God wants him to speak to her. And she was afraid, as most of us probably would be, right? All of a sudden, oh, Gabriel, there he is. This announcement, this proclamation from Gabriel was just what the world needed. 
If you remember, uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there had been a long period of silence from God. And false gods, idol worship had taken a front seat in the world, and good news was needed. And Gabriel brought that good news. The first words that he spoke to, to Mary were, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. When you are in a hopeless situation, when you are wondering where God is in your dark times, when you're sad and lonely and depressed and anxious, remember that God is with you. Just like he said to Mary, the Lord is with you. And she's favored too. That's pretty cool. And of course, again, she was troubled. She was in fear. And how often when we're in dark times do we fear? We have this fear that God's not going to show up or that we're never going to dig ourselves out of financial ruin or we're never going to uh, amount to this or, or reconcile this or this relationship's going to go south. And we hold on to that fear and oftentimes fear overshadows the hope in our lives. But Gabriel said, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. If you're a believer, if you believe that God says he is who he, if you believe who he is, that he says he is, and if you believe in Jesus, you don't have to fear because you found favor with God and he's with you. So going back to this proclamation, God had finally spoken to a sinful world, to a sinful mankind. His message was Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And since we're talking about hope and we're focusing on this wonderful counselor that Isaiah prophesied about, let's, let's look at that a little bit further. Um, so Isaiah was a prophet who not only spoke about God's judgment, but he also spoke about God's redemption and salvation through a savior, Jesus, the hope for the world. Isaiah 7, 14 says this, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So here he prophesies that the birth of this child would represent God's presence in the world. And he would be called Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. God with us. It would have been pretty cool to be Adam and Eve, right? Hanging out in the garden, naked, checking out animals, riding on giraffes, all that good stuff, getting to name all those things, and walking in the garden in the cool of the evening with God. Right? Hanging out in his presence. That would have been really, really cool. Don't you think? God with us. But see, because of sin and because of all the things that happened in the world, there was separation because sin separates us from God. But God had a plan and he sent hope back to the world. And Gabriel proclaimed it to Mary that she was going to be the one that brought the hope 
the hope child back into the world. And once again, God with us, Emmanuel. So when we go back to these times in our life where we feel hopeless, like God isn't there and that the world is just too much to bear. And that happens, doesn't it? Sometimes you just, you don't even want to turn on the news anymore because it's just more hopelessness. It's more strife. It's more division. It's more trouble. It's more trial. And a lot of us already have enough on our plate. And so if you are feeling hopeless or like, like, God isn't there and that the world's just too much to bear, uh, we can see through these scriptures that the hope we do have is found in Jesus. We can say all day long, well, I sure hope this and I sure hope that. Is that going to change anything? No. But when you realize that the hope only comes from Jesus, then you can have true hope, right? It's not just saying a word, I hope this, I hope that. But it's saying, I trust that God, I trust that Jesus will change this in my life. That's the hope that I hold on to. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live alone because Emmanuel, God with us. He is our wonderful counselor. Now, some of you in this room are, are therapists or, or counselors or life coaches. And some of you in this room see or talk to therapists or counselors or life coaches. And sometimes it just helps to talk to somebody, doesn't it? It does. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk to somebody. So if you're a counselor who's giving good, sound advice and help, and you're in this room or you're watching on the computer or whatever, thank you. And my prayer for you is that God will give you good, sound advice. That you can point people in the right direction. You can point them to Jesus because that's where they find their hope, right? You're just his instrument. The greatest counsel of all comes from Jesus, our wonderful counselor. Only he can truly bring hope. So all of us struggle at times None of us are perfect. All of us need good counsel to help us make it through um, rough times, to, to make good decisions or to overcome loneliness, depression, anxiety, or fear. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the hope. He didn't just perform miracles or preach good words or engage in beyond belief activities. It's who he is. Sure, he does amazing things and did amazing things, but he himself is the wonder. He is the wonder. And as we enter this time of Advent and we go through this series, this time of anticipation of the coming Jesus, the waiting on our wonderful counselor, on our mighty God, our everlasting father, and our prince of peace. I want you guys to remember these two things. Number one, the advent of Christmas strengthens our hope 
that light overcomes darkness and death. That candle, if every other room, light in the room was off, we'd still be able to see a little bit, right? Because light dispels darkness. The light that is Jesus that came to this world dispels darkness and death. And number two, the birth of Jesus brings hope to those anxiously anticipating peace and light during times of great struggle in their lives. The birth of Jesus brings hope to those anxiously anticipating peace and light during times of great struggle in their lives. And as we close, um, no matter what you're going through, this candle, this light represents hope to those in the world. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him, our wonderful counselor. Jesus' character, God's character, is all about hope. It's not just what he brings, it's who he is. God is hope. Jesus is hope. If you look through God's word, you're going to find a ton of scriptures on hope. And I didn't write them all down but I encourage you to go and look yourself. I also encourage you to go look on, if you don't have version already, there's several devotions on Advent and also several on hope. And if you are right now in a dark place in your life and you're just not really sure what's gonna happen next, maybe you're in deep depression or you're struggling with loneliness or mental illness, Jesus is your hope. Maybe today you're facing dire financial ruin, Jesus is your hope. Maybe today your marriage is falling apart, Jesus is your hope. Or maybe you're in an abusive relationship, Jesus is your hope. Maybe you're facing the holiday season for the first time after losing a loved one. Jesus is your hope. No matter what it is that you're in right now, no matter how dark life seems, Jesus is your hope. If you guys would just close your eyes for a few minutes, I wanted to read some of these scriptures to you, and then we're going to close in prayer. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So if you're struggling, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace, that you may abound in hope. Psalm 62, 5 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. If you're feeling hopeless today, think on those words. God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him.
in Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God didn't just send his son Jesus to the world as a novelty. He didn't just send Jesus to this world because he felt like it. He did it because he loves us. And he knew that we were a hopeless people. We need to hold fast to that confession of our hope because he is faithful. God, we love you so much. And I thank you for this season, this season of waiting, this season of anticipation, this season of looking forward to something awesome happening. This Advent season is all about Jesus. It's all about you sending your son to a hopeless and dying world. Thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus. And God, right now, I want to pray for every person that's in this room that is in a really dark place. God, I pray that today, maybe a scripture, maybe a word that was spoken, clicked something in their heart. And God, I pray that today they would make a move towards you. That God, today they would say, I am done living in fear and I can find my hope in Jesus and I want this depression, this loneliness, this sadness, this dark thing in my life to go away and I want to be replaced with joy and peace that I can only find from the hope that Jesus gives me. God, I pray that today that they would make that confession, they would make that prayer in their heart, God, and that you would be faithful to come in and to change whatever needs to be changed in their life. God, I pray for hope to abound in each and every person in this room. When we walk out of here today, God, I pray that all fear would be gone all darkness would be gone in our lives, God, and we would walk out of here a hopeful people, full of light. And that, God, other people would see us and say, something has changed in that person. Something's different about that person. What is it? And, God, that we could say, it's Jesus in me, the hope of the world. The cool thing is that we celebrate Advent as, as a part of a season, but truly, we don't even have to wait anymore because Jesus has already come. And if you are a believer, he's living in your life and you can talk to him every single day and you can find your hope in him every single day. You don't have to live in darkness. You don't have to live in fear. God is with us. Emmanuel. God, we love you. We thank you 
for your son, Jesus. We thank you for this candle of hope that brings light into darkness. We gotta pray as we walk out of this room today, each and every one of us would be changed because we've been in your presence. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Well, my prayer for you is that as you go today that first of all, God will go with you because he will, because he's already with you. And second of all, that you'll be filled with hope. You don't have to walk around just saying, oh, I hope this, I hope that. That you can truly believe it because the hope that you need is found in Jesus. And if he's in you, you've got hope. You just got to believe it. You got to trust it. So I pray you guys have a super awesome week. And I know on Wednesday, there'll be, this room will be filled with kids and teenagers and they're gonna have a great time. And I pray that hope will be in their lives too as they're talking about the same thing. And I hope, and I hope, and I hope that I'll see you guys again next week. Love you guys. See you later.